Yo, 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 back at ya. It's the Midlife Surfer Podcast. Fast Growing Surf Podcast on America Worldwide. Hey now, this is Jeff. Stoke City, bitch. Nice to see you. Thanks for joining me. As you know, I'm a fledgling podcaster. I'm a Honda Pilot driver. I'm a uh, 6-0 lost round-nosed fish to 9-10 Michelle Jeanneau nose rider. Yeah, man. Fledgling surfer. Fledgling? Fledgling surfer. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's that podcast, and I wanted to check in and say hi to you, and boy, do I have a doozy for you. I have a story for you, and it's a freaking shark story. <clears throat> anyway, I'll get right to it. I, anyway, I hope you're well. I hope you're surfing. I've been surfing once or twice a week. Lately, just been doing the weekend thing, waking up early, and likely heading to the beaches. For one, the tide has been ridiculously non-compliant. Yeah, in the a.m., you know, if I can get out at sunrise on a weekday, I will, tide permitting. It's been like a four-foot, five-foot tide. Granted, there's been some swell here and there, but again, when you're at like five-feet tides here in Santa Cruz at the, you know, the main spots that are overpopulated in the first place, you're going to get smashed against the, well, first of all, the waves don't break, and then secondly, getting in at some of the spots in and out, the ingress and egress is a little troubling, though I wouldn't recommend getting out there during those aforementioned tides because there's no waves. So all that to say, I've been surfing the beaches a little bit. And, uh, you know, I mentioned from time to time a beach called Manresa State Beach, uh, just south of town here. And it's known to be a bit sharky. And uh, in fact, I have seen a shark there before, uh, about eight, nine years ago, surfing with my cousin Andy. Shout outs to Andy. And Andy uh, is not a regular surfer, but... You know, of course, he was, you know, it's always frustrating when you play golf with someone or someone or, or surf with someone and they don't even do it. But like it takes them four or five reps and then they kind of get the hang of it. You know, granted, not like ripping it up or anything, but getting to their feet, going down the line, turning. You're like, mother effer. Like it took me a month and a half to finally get to my feet when I started surfing at the tender age of 31 years old or something like that. Anyway, now I'm at the uh, <clears throat> I'm at the withered age of 42 with a lot of life left in front of me, Lord willing. Anyway, Andy and I were surfing some eight, nine odd years ago. Got a good hour and a half in. I think it was June. It was like a June gloom here in the Bay Area, the Monterey Bay Area, that is. Anyway, surf for like an hour and a half, yapping it up, you know, yapping. And all of a sudden you see about, I don't know, <clears throat> it's hard to have, it's hard to talk about <clears throat> sharks and fishing, etc., without feeling like you're using hyperbole. Right, because colloquially you kind of you kind of exaggerate the story a bit. But anyway, a shark breached in front of us, approximately I would say let's say twenty five feet in front of us. Not breached, like jumped in the air, which really would be startling. But just that dorsal fin just slowly crested and cruised. And you know the you, you know you, you just know the way a shark moves immediately. One, you know the the tail goes left to right. You know the the rear the rear dorsal the tail fin goes north to south. Whereas a dolphin kind of, you know, it goes left to right, right, laterally. And, uh, you know, they have those cute little dolphin jumps in the water. Anyway, so I did see a shark years ago at Manresa. And I uh, hadn't seen one since until this weekend. Surfing, same spot. Again, I blame that stinking high tide. It forced me to the beach. Beautiful December morning. A Saturday morning. 
and mid-morning, probably 8.30, 9-ish. In fact, it was about 9.45 precisely because I had to be back by 10.30 because my wife had to go to some all-women's Christmas brunch. How sexist is that, right? Only women invited. Bullshit. So I'm out there with Craig, my surf bro Craig, and uh, a couple things. One, I surfed my 8.6 blue Timponi triple stringer that I won from Maui, delivered with love to me. And I really enjoyed it. And, you know, it was high tide, so the waves, that first sandbar was breaking right on the sand. So you had to kind of wait for the, uh, for the set waves to come through if you had a chance of catching anything rideable. And so I, I took some drops on some good ones, too. In fact, I went left. I did my, my, trade, my trademark pig, pig dog move where I grabbed the rail because I don't know how to go, to le- go left otherwise. Just get low, grab that rail, dig it into the side of the wave. And it was a nice big one. And, you know, my buddy Craig was, was paddling over the shoulder. And, and I got the rare compliment. Like, that looked good. Like, legit, that looked good. You're like, hell yeah, felt good. Just, you know, take it, dig that rail in the side, high in the lip. And then from there, I don't know what to do. I just ride it until the wave throws me. And that's what happened. I just kicked my ass, but I was pumped. Anyway, decided to trade boards. Craig has a 7.6 Outlier, CJ Nelson. You know you know how I feel about Asian-made boards pop out, so to speak. Not a huge fan. I like to surf local. Snobby that way, even though my surfing is anything but refined. But uh, I hopped on that board, 7.6. It's like 22 and a half wide. It's like 2 and 15 sixteenths. Just a sixteenth shy of 3 inches thick. And boy, it felt good the second I hopped on it, by the way. You're looking for a nice, stable plank of a mid-length. Now I, now I want one. I mean, it felt like, it just felt good immediately. And in fact, I got into a good one. But a guy uh, kind of dropped in on me. And he was a nice guy, and I didn't want to kick him off the wave because I'd been greedy taking everything, so I just let him have it. But I was right in the pocket on this thing, this yellow board, and I just wanted to shoot right back up, you know, down the line and do, uh, you know, a big uh, Tom Curran cut back and then get fucking barreled. Anyway, it was not barreling that day, but nevertheless, I had that. I just missed that good one, so I paddled back out, and that's what I had. In my mind, I'm like, if only I could just get that stinking wave that I was dropped in on. And if I wasn't so greedy, I wouldn't have been dropped in on because I, I took all the closeouts before that. This guy finally got his, and good for him. I was surfing behind him. He surfed it well. I was happy for him. Don't know the guy, but he was a nice guy. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm looking at my watch. It's 940 Uh Uh-oh, it's 9.45. I turned to Craig. I said, nothing's coming, man. I got to go in. I got to be back by 10.30 for this exclusive women's Christmas brunch that my wife must attend on a Saturday morning. Craig says, yeah, I'm going to head in too. Turns, starts paddling in. Then he turns to me and he gives me a fin on the top of his head that he gestures that, in fact, there is a shark in the water, which frankly took about 10 seconds to register in my head what he was talking about i knew what that symbol meant but i almost thought he was like messing with the guy in the wall i don't know what he was doing that's not cool ever to mess with someone and say there's a shark when there isn't right kind of a boy cry cried wolf or fire in the movie theater kind of thing but i am not proud to admit uh it took me a second for my brain to calculate what he was telling me shark that's what it told me And I thought, well, shit, he must have saw a shark. But 
I'm still greedy. I still want that dopamine hit of another wave. So I paddle in. I'm still out there on that second sandbar outside. And I think, what the heck? I'll just turn around real quick and see if there's something coming. Well, as I turn around, there is indeed a shark. This time, not within 25 feet, not within 20 feet, not 10 feet, not 5 feet, but one foot within me. One foot close to me. A shark. A damn I don't know if they're great whites. I don't know the difference between a white and a great white. I think a great white would be like a really big one. This is indeed a white shark, the type that peruses, cruises, always omnipresent up and down the coastal strands of Manresa State Beach. And indeed, it sideswiped me. It came right up to me and did some sort of U-turn and it thrashed its tail. And I'm talking very close. Again, slow computing. Took me a second to realize what the hell I was looking at. And I was like, whoo, didn't, you know, I didn't say whoo, but I thought it. And then the guy who, the aforementioned fellow who um, took that wave that I really wanted, he said, is that a dolphin? He was right next to me. I go, nope, better paddle in. Uh, I tell you, first glance, I think it was about small. It was small. It had to have been four and a half to six feet, somewhere in there, juvenile. Its dorsal fin was almost... It had that gray tone, but it almost was like amber color. You know, again, I only saw it for a half a second because I was not gonna not gonna hang out to watch much longer. And it was right there on me. And if you wanted to have a bite, could have easily taken a bite. Um, almost this kind of serpent, like gross. You know, like ugh, you know, like have you ever seen like a garter snake or something in your yard, and you try to remove? Like one time, I. I trapped, a, I trapped a snake in my yard with a bucket and I jumped about 10 feet in the air when it actually, it like coiled up and tried to like, it like struck at me. I thought I was going to handle it. My wife and kids were watching. I, I got garden gloves on. I was like, oh, I got it. Never handled a snake before in my life. I'll just grab it. It was hanging out under our house. And then it went, Doof! and I freaking jumped a mile high, scared. And cause you know, you don't want to get bitten by a snake and you don't want to get bitten by a shark, right? But the impression I got the feeling, the guttural feeling I had was less about, you know, my life's in danger. I'm going to die from a shark attack. Not nothing like that. It was, I don't want to get bitten by this thing the way you don't want to get bitten by a raccoon or a squirrel or a snake, right? Like creeped out, like get away from me. And I paddled in and, uh, I got tumbled in because you don't care anymore. You know, like it's high tide and the waves are slamming on the beach. You're like, I don't give a shit. Take me. Let that thing pound me on the inside. Cruised all the way in. Craig was waiting for me at the water. And so was a shortboarder who also saw this shark who had, he was on the inside catching a little bit. You know, when you're on a shortboard, you got to hang out on the inside. We were on longer decks. So we had a little more paddle power, which I'm appreciative of, appreciative of. And, uh, by the way, I just pulled over. I just cruised into Los Gatos making some, some sales calls, but I, I had to knock this story out for you. And the shortboarder goes, dude, you could have pet that thing. I said, really? He goes, yeah. Guy said, that thing was about as big as your board. And my board's seven, six, which if it was that big, um, that's scary. Again, my impression was it wasn't that big when I saw it up close, but I didn't look too long. Again, I think it was about five feet, something like that. I think it was a juvenile. Maybe a 7'6 shark is juvenile too. A 7'6 sounds way scarier than four to six foot range, right? Well, that's what he said. He said it was about as big as my board.
And apparently, uh, by his description, it was swimming close to me as I was paddling in. And when I turned around to see the wave coming, I think it kind of disrupted its pattern. And it did what I would probably guess is a little U-turn, a slithery, creepy, sharky U-turn. And again, it almost looked like two sharks when I turned around. But I, I think that's because its tail and its uh, dorsal fin were were um, both, um, you know, cresting the water. And... Um, and it splashed, and I don't know where it swam from there, but I went the hell in, and uh, and that's a shark story. And so Craig and I were like, oh, my God. And we were kind of bummed, right, because, like, do we tell our wives? Because I like Surfing Man recent. Would I go out there again? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure I would. You know, that said, I might paddle out and then get that creepy feeling again because I'd previously seen a shark there, but, you know, a shark within a foot of you is a different story and a different sensation altogether. So, you know, there's that. And, and maybe when I get down to the shore break at Manresa next time uh, and I'm about to paddle out, I might uh, be like, yeah, maybe not. But there's so many surfers and so many sharks and so little interaction. I mean, the numbers are on your side. Granted, there has been a fatality. Um, I don't know how big that shark was, but it, it bit um, a gentleman named Ben Kelly, a shaper here in town. It got him, uh, I think, around the thigh or the knee. And it was, I think it was just one bite and it hit the, hit the, hit the a really important artery and, uh, the, the poor guy didn't make it. So there is that risk, I reckon, but there's also risk to hitting your head while you're surfing. And there's just, there's just risks in life. There's risks driving to Los Gatos while recording a podcast into your phone. So we felt alive. We were looking for it in the water and we never saw it again. And, uh, we went inside, you know, we went up to the, to our cars and that and that and that that surfer was there by his car, and by this time I'd given Craig's yellow board back to him, so he went up to Craig, thinking he was me with that experience. He goes, "Man, that shark swam right up on you." He goes, "That reminded me of Mick Fanning, if you recall Mick Fanning, over at Jeffrey's Bay. I don't know if he was attacked by a white shark, bitten or bumped, but there was one like that was just right on him." I don't think the thing actually bit him. I can't recall exactly, but it's a scary piece of footage. Look up Mick Fanning shark attack and you'll see what I'm talking about. This shark was in no way the same size as the one that uh, startled Mick Fanning, but it was just as close to me. Um, And, you know, a lot of surfers all their lives would say, I felt the presence of a shark, but I've never seen one. I believe my father-in-law grew up surfing on the Central Coast his whole life. I think he told me that. Like, maybe he's seen one fishing, but has never seen one surfing. And in a way, I feel lucky. I feel lucky I wasn't bitten. I feel lucky to have seen a shark. It's kind of like, I want to see a, you know, careful what you wish for. I want to see a mountain lion someday. And sharks kind of remind me of mountain lions in that they're around all the time. And, you know, you never hear of a mountain lion attack. Like, when you're hiking... There's mountain lions around. I'm sure mountain lions laid eyes on you when you're doing your hike with your boyfriend or your girlfriend after a Sunday brunch, but it wants to know a piece of you. I'm certain plenty of sharks have laid eyes on me as I'm floating around, cooking it up on my 8.6 Jeff Timponi triple stringer. So that's it. I also had the uh, blessing of going on Adam Montiel's new podcast called Up and Adam. I think that's what it's called. Up and Adam, A-D-A-M. Adam launched a daily frickin' podcast. Central Coast-based, but also has some national content as well. It's getting good listens. 
certainly when I tell this story, recant this story, it'll give them a powerful boost of maybe one or two extra listeners. Maybe there's some crossover from the Midlife Surfer pod. Adam, by the way, produces my pod. So anyway, may want to peruse over to Adam up and Adam. Subscribe to it. Do me a favor and just subscribe to it for him because he's doing this for money. I mean, like this is this is a gig. He's already lined up sponsors. It's it's way different than this half-ass pod I do once every month, basically. But uh, that's it. That's my story. Next day, I surfed again. Surfed with my buddy Bucky. Went up to Waddell. Wasn't going to mess with Manresa that day. I brought my 6-0 Lost Round Nose Retro Fish, which we surfed like ankle-high groveler waves. And I actually did all right. My timing was feeling good. I don't know. I got five or six of them. I didn't totally kook it like I usually do with Bucky. Bucky's a great surfer. So you almost feel like I almost feel that like extra pressure to do good around him, which is stupid. But I didn't feel it this time because Bucky's a friend and he's got good advice. You've heard him on the pod before, maybe a year or so ago in Baja. He's a funny dude. I should have him on again. Very articulate, very thoughtful. And anyway, I got five, six waves at one foot Manresa, very small. And I took a left, I surfed it, I surfed it, I surfed it, and then I got low again, did my pig dog deal, and I swear to God, I, I got like a six-inch barrel. It broke over my head, and I, I almost saw that vision to some degree, and then it kicked me out uh, off the shoulder. And I'm talking, this was like a six-inch wave, so, you know, take it with a grain of salt. This, the, this pod is not here to impress you about my surfing. This pod is here to... Uh, celebrate the small victories. And if you're a surfer like me, you know what I'm talking about. You know, just getting out in the water is a freaking victory sometimes. So you got to take it where you can find it. And I found it there, had a good time. I was, I'm now a shark survivor and I got tubed at six inch Waddell. That's a summary of my latest podcast, Midlife Surfer. Thank you for tuning in. This is indeed a white shark, white shark type that peruses, cruises, always omnipresent, always omnipresent, up and down the coastal strands of Manresa State Beach. And if you're a surfer like me, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Just getting out in the water is a freaking victory sometimes. So you got to take it where you can find it. You got to take it where you can find it, where you can find it. And I found it there. Had a good time. I'm now a shark survivor, survivor, survivor. And I got tubed at six inch Waddell.